I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for the best daily fantasy app. In this episode, we are talking Monday night football between the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Indianapolis. And I am welcomed by the Degen or the Degenerate on Twitter. His tag is in the episode description. We had him on for the Wednesday episode well, it was recorded on Wednesday, but it was for Thanksgiving for Sunday came with a lot of great bets. And at the tail end of that episode, if you remember, he said that Monday night football was going to be one of his favorite bets of the week. So I had to bring him back on to talk about it because to Jen, I'm still so in between, but first good morning. It's Monday. How are you? Good morning. Doing well, man. How, how are you doing on the West coast? You know, it is early. It's 7.33 in the morning, but um, I'm an early riser anyway. I'm used to it. Baseball season, we get up really, really early, and I love to dive into the numbers, and that's exactly what I did here. I'm still getting over the Packers hangover because yeah. I had the six and a half, and it ended on seven. Jordan Love kind of looked like the best quarterback in the NFL there for a minute. It was unbelievable <laughs> watching him, but was more unbelievable is the fact that the Packers didn't go for it. I know you're probably listening and saying, Peter, they needed two scores. I know I'm just upset. Let me be upset because I lost a bet. All right. Yeah. I know they, they probably needed two scores, but they could have gone for it. Jordan Love looked amazing, but here we are. We went two and two on game picks, we went three and one on props overall, a slightly positive day. We're now 50 and 32 on the year. I know Jen's having a great NFL season two, and now we have Monday night football. We have another game to go on to win those units back. But none of this is gambling advice, but we're going to continue. So <laughs> first, I want to open it up to you, Jen, because again, I am a little bit confused on this one. Right now, when we look at the game, it doesn't look like on one side the public is hammering the Colts or the public is hammering the Steelers or anything like that. It looks pretty split. Um, I know on VEASAN right now, uh, which tracks DraftKings data, they have about 68 percent on the Colts but mm -hmm. then you might look at an action at work and see 50-ish percent of bets but 80 percent of the money and then you look on Pickett it's pretty split there too mm -hmm. um so I'm kind of unsure based on so we really have to look at the X's and O's um but I know that your expertise is line reading De definitely go check out DeGen has a weekly newsletter um and so I know his pick because I read the newsletter, <laughs> but I'm still interested to pick your brain. So let's just dive straight into it. Yep. Total spread. Where are you leaning? Uh, spread. And uh, seeing the movement on the total makes me like uh, the dog in this spot even more. I am on the Steelers. Um, and it's, uh, uh, I guess it's kind of important for people to know, like, should I give a shit about what this guy says or his style? So I just pulled up bet stamp. That's what I use for my okay. NFL tracking 62, 38 on the year. So pretty good. Amazing. Um, amazing. Yeah, that's not pretty it, good. It's amazing. That's amazing. It's, but you know, I gotta be honest though. I had a great start the last few weeks in the NFL. NFL have been really bumpy for me. And it's funny. I'm a contrarian better and I do read line movement, but I, I find myself trying to bet certain obvious square plays. And mm. every time I do it and go against myself, it never works out. And and last week it was the Bucks. Um, but with that said, you know it's uh, uh, 
for me in this spot in a primetime um, game, I'm leaning Steelers and something I've started to do as I got older is really value head coaches yeah. uh, more so than the players. You know, when I was, when I was younger, I'm 35 now, but when I was younger, I was really looking at the players focusing on, you know, mismatches, maybe X and O's and, and like reading that more so now where I value coaches, coaching staff. I try not to bet on bad coaches later in the season. I've avoided Nathaniel Hackett. I've started avoiding Kevin Stefanski, although obviously fading him yesterday didn't go uh, at, uh, that well because I underestimated how bad of a coach Todd Bowles is. Yeah. But when it comes down to this matchup for me, um, I first and foremost, I had no problem with the Jeff Saturday hiring for the Colts. Uh, I know it it got a lot of backlash in in the media. I don't really know where you stood with it. It, it really it definitely caught me off guard. Not saying I was like championing it, championing it by any means. You know what I mean? But I do think there comes a certain time where you realize, all right, head coaches tend to take themselves a little too seriously. I was a Frank Reich guy. I liked him a lot. I gave him a lot of credit for that Eagles Super Bowl run, more so than Doug Peterson. Hmm. And I was really shocked when it didn't work out with Carson Wentz um, when he did come to the Colts. I like Frank Reich, but I think the move had to be made. Um, I did like that they that they benched Matt Ryan and tried Ellinger. Uh, but then hiring Jeff Saturday out of left field, um, look, it worked. One of my systems that I always that I always play in any sport is betting on a team and backing a team through a short sample size, meaning not just the net very next game, but through a couple games after they fire their head coach or their manager. So it's worked for the Colts. They beat the Raiders and then they they almost beat what I think is arguably the best team in the NFL, the Eagles, right? And yeah. covered. And I believe you were on the Colts in that that weekend as well, right? I was on the Colts, and the reason I was on the Colts was a lot of what you're talking about. So when they hired Jeff Saturday, um, what I try and do is I don't like to make a real opinion on head coaching hirings until I see what's on the field, see what they look like. So I think there's a lot of hoopla on the media. So I wasn't on the Colts or anything against the Raiders. I just wanted to kind of watch that game, see what he was about. And I love what he was about because he did to the Colts what I have been screaming at the television because I'm on the Colts over win total. That ticket mm-hmm. is probably going to be destroyed, oh, especially because yeah. probably going to be on the Steelers. Yeah. So why was Frank Reich not giving the ball 20 plus times to Jonathan Taylor? Why was he mixing and matching the defense so much? Why was, uh, see, you liked that they put in Sam Ellinger. I didn't really understand that that much because I never thought he was that good at Texas. I always thought he's probably going to be a backup quarterback. So let's just go with Matt Ryan. He puts Matt, Matt Ryan back in, relies more on the run game where that's their best quality. And he he played the Colts as you should play the Colts. Like lean on Jonathan Taylor, play Matt Ryan, use Michael Pittman, Use your best players. And when yeah. he started to use that, I would said, well, it's better than Frank Reich. Do I think Jeff Saturday is this amazing new head coach? I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. But just some trends about Mike Tomlin, um, because I still think the head coaching advantage goes to Mike Tomlin. Tomlin is 41-20-2 against the spread as an underdog from week five moving forward. Mike Tomlin on Monday night football in his career is 18-3 and straight up, but 11-10 and against the spread. Steelers have actually won 11 of their past 12 games on Monday night football. Um, what else do we got here? Um, with TJ Watt in action, the Steelers are 53-25-2 straight up. Um, underdogs in games with a total below 42 or 108, 75 and four against the spread since 2018. That's a 59% hit rate. 
Um, under Tomlin, the Steelers are three and two straight up on Monday night football against the Bengals, 15 and one straight up against all other teams. So there's a lot of trends here that value Mike Tomlin, especially as a road dog in this kind of spot. But I still feel like I need the three and the total is at two and a half and the over under is at 39 and a half. All I've heard is that this is a mail-it-in under game. Both of these defenses are really good. The Colts actually have a top 10 defense, and the Steelers with TJ Watt, their defense goes up about 30 notches, it seems like. I think TJ Watt might be the most impactful defensive player in the NFL, at least um, when you look at against the spread type of trends, when you look at what he does to specific stats like DVOA and... EPA and a bunch of different stuff because he is just a game wrecker at its core. Mm -hmm. It was a really, really tough game for me, but I still think like to your point, what I've seen from the Colts, I'm much more confident in them, at least how they've been playing lately than the Steelers because the Steelers, what we saw last week to the Bengals, like they just did not look good, especially on defense, especially through the air, but the Colts are going to want to run the football. They don't rely on Matt Ryan as much through the air, but this is indoors. Kenny Pickett on the road, but it also will be Kenny Pickett's first game indoors this season. There's just a lot of conflicting things here. Um, When we look at a couple of trends that may favor um, the Colts, um, the Colts are nine and two to the under this season. Um, Matt Ryan at night in his career, which doesn't matter that much because Matt Ryan on the Falcons. I mean, how much does that play into this game? But he's 23 and 15 against the spread. Um, you know, what's funny. The Colts have lost seven consecutive games straight up against the Steelers, but they're mm-hmm. two and five against the spread. So I went over a bunch of trends, just tried to lay out that area. Do, do any of those trends mean anything to you? And if they don't mean anything to you, you just get into why you love the Steelers so much. Yeah, so I used to, again, as a, a contrarian better, you usually sometimes, um, Krabs does it or did this, he's getting a lot better, is you you see something happen so often, it's called like the roulette theory. Like exactly. red, 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 red comes in, you bet black because it has to come in. That's kind of what I used to do with trends. And you'd see, oh, so-and-so is 10 and three in prime time. Like there's no way he's going to go 11 and three. It's going to even out, right? So I stopped fading trends. I don't necessarily just tail them, but Mike Tomlin as an underdog is something that I am, 100% fine uh, backing and investing in. But also just to be clear about the Ellinger thing, I don't think he's very good either. I don't want yeah. that to be on record. <laughs> what, I, what I liked by that move was more of a goalie switch situation where the guy's not working out and you try to just spark your team with something, you know? And uh, I mean, look, look, look at like Mike White, for example, right? Like that was, that was the right move. Um, but I know he's not very good. Matt Ryan is the better quarterback in this situation. However, I think that the Colts um, coming into this game, maybe on paper, they are the better team. Uh, But, and you said something that I think is very important. You really want the three. I agree. I want the three. I'm going to buy it. But as somebody who reads lines, where you look uh, for your betting data, the majority, I always say take it with a grain of salt, but you do compare other sites. I use covers. I use VEASAN. I do take a look at Action Network as well. It does look like the majority of bets are on the Colts and the reluctance from the the sports books to give that three, I think is very telling. Mm. Um, They know, they know Mike Conlon coach teams are tough and that's a key number. 
So um, I'm going to just buy it. I'm going to buy the half. I'm going to lay the extra 10 cents with the juice. That's fine for me, in my opinion. Um, but what it comes down to, you know, like I keep saying is the coaches is I just don't see Mike Tomlin losing on prime time to Jeff Saturday. I just don't see that. I, I think, and I know they're not on the field playing, but I think the Steelers team is going to give them some fits. Um, I do think not necessarily that the party's over for the Colts, but let's be honest. I mean, they, they had a, a spark, right? Like the spark of sparks by that, by that hiring and by getting Matt Ryan back in there with that win in Vegas and not saying the Raiders are very good, but still it was impressive. The win in Vegas and taking the Eagles down to the wire like that also deserves a ton of credit. Not saying the party's over because they had that heartbreaking loss, but I think that there are good signs for the Steelers in that Kenny Pickett is progressing. He's, he's a guy from the start who's come in and given some life to the offense uh, and I know he's been throwing three interceptions a game, but he's been throwing the ball down the field. Mitch Trubisky was unbearable to watch. He wouldn't take any chances. He wouldn't take any shots. Whereas Kenny Pickett, at least, is kind of like starting more of like a Brett Favre or Peyton Manning. He's throwing a lot of picks, but he's he's actually making some throws where the other guy wasn't. So I think it's the right decision to stick with him. And then that Steelers offense put up 30 points against the Bengals. Um, that's a good Bengals defense. And I think that that's, you know, granted, their defense allowed 37 points. But I think what, what you take away from that game is Kenny Pickett threw the ball 42 times and he didn't throw one interception. So that's a big deal. It shows that he's improving. He's progressing. He's limiting his mistakes. Something that, you know, a guy I try to believe in like Jameis Winston just can't quite do yet. Although I wish he was playing over Andy Dalton. But I think that's a good sign for the Steelers. Uh, Najee Harris is getting going a little bit better. That's a good sign for them. So, I mean, he's getting George Pickens the ball, which George Pickens, he fell in the draft. He's for unbelievable. Unbelievable. Talent-wise, first-round talent. And it was a loaded wide receiver class. I guess there's off-the-field issues with him that made him drop. But what a great draft pick. The Steelers know how to draft receivers, too. Claypool yeah, was, a, was a beast as well. But he's Kenny Pickett is force-feeding Pickens the way the Colts should be force-feeding Mike Pittman. I mean, he yep. is an incredible talent. And I think that... I just expect that to continue. I think Harris is going to continue to, to have a good game. Pickett, you know, it's his first primetime game, um, but he's played, obviously, he's played in, in bigger matchups. I mean, he yeah. just had a divisional um, home game against, uh, you know, the team that went to the Super Bowl and uh, and did okay. So, um, yeah, I trust Tomlin here. Uh, and, again, it's not that I dislike Saturday. I really do. And uh, uh, I just think at the end of the day, when you look at the line, the bets are still coming in on the Colts. People think they're the better team. Maybe they are, but a short home favorite, uh, I think, is where the public is. And as someone who likes to fade the public, not always. Again, I pick my spots. I just took the butts bucks yesterday. But yeah. I think this, given the trends, given the the progress of Kenny Pe Kenny Pickett, um, and and the in the line, what it's not doing because it should be moving. It should go up to three and three and a half with the bets and the money hitting the Colts, but it's not. So now the books are. They either feel like there's there's a threat, so if they give it to that that three, get it to that three, there's going to be sharps that hammer that number, and they don't want that. Or they're just taking a position to say, okay, fine, we'll take the Steelers. You know what I mean? We'll take the lopsided action on the Colts, not get the even money, and they're taking a position on the Steelers. So I'm comfortable going into that. And then the last point, like I was saying, I always love the dog more if the total's trending down. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you're expecting a tighter game. So if you have points, that helps. Yeah, and just to um, recap that point, um, I want to go over that um, specific trend 
um, when the total is below 42. Like I said, underdogs are 108, 75, and four against the spread, 59%. That's a really large sample size. Yeah. Um, am I crazy for taking the Steelers' money line? Here's my thinking. Um, I am always a, let's say it's minus 110. I'm always a 1.1 unit guy to win one unit. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you'd pay, let's say, for example, on your book, you buy the three and it's minus 130 or minus 125, minus 140, whatever it is. It would always Mm -hmm. be one point whatever to win one unit. So when I go with the dog, I like to lay one unit to win, let's say, Steelers money line right now is plus 120. One unit to win 1.2 units. I almost want to save the juice in order to go for glory here if I'm going to take the Steelers. Because to your point, do you see Mike Tomlin losing? Like, do you do you see it being within the two? But there's another part of me that says with a total this low, could it still be within the, the two? But then, to Jen, there's another part of me that likes the over. And the reason Ooh. I kind of like the over is is because of how good both run defenses are. And both head coaches know how good both run defenses are. So the the passing, I think, is going to be kind of prolific here, or at least the amount of attempts will be, which right. also, in turn, slows down the clock a little bit with incompletions like that. I think Pickett can throw the ball. I do. I kind of We're going to talk about props a little bit later in this episode. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Kenny Pickett over passing yards at 210.5. He's been around this number. The way to attack the Colts is through the air because their run defense is so good. The mm-hmm. Steelers with TJ Watt, their run defense is good. And Matt Ryan, he's not that great. But the Colts have some weapons out there. And you mentioned George Pickens for the Steelers. How about Deontay Johnson? He's still a good wide receiver, even though I drafted him in fantasy. And he's been a complete shit show. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, he's still a good wide receiver. He's still yeah. talented. And then you got Pat Frymuth. You got other guys there. I kind of lean the over. It's just so low. And especially with you were saying the Steelers put up 30 points. And now there's a total of 39 and a half. And I know how good both defenses are. It's hard for me to go with the over, but I do kind of like it. So my sick brain, even though I told myself, Peter, don't do teasers, I like the key number. Like if I can get over, you know, that six-point teaser where I can go eight and a half for the Steelers, over 33 and a half mm-hmm. for the total, am I crazy? No. No, I like it. I like it a lot. It's It's just a matter of, I would just be careful because you know, even though primetime unders are doing well, unders across the board in the NFL season are doing well, overs are always going to be the public bet. And even more so on primetime, what I get scared of in a Monday night game, and I usually, I've, I've dubbed Mondays public Mondays because it's like betters get so beat up from Saturday and Sunday from the books. And then Monday, it's kind of like giving back. But the you know, public did clean up on primetime. The public was all over the Eagles and it was yes. all over the over and they yes. hit both. So that's what I was going to tell you is what I like to do if I'm playing a Monday night total, I like to do the opposite of what happened in the Sunday night total. Yeah. So that's the only concern I have is. Oh, you're right. I'll stay off it. I don't, I, 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 I see it through the X's and O's, but sometimes the X's and O's can lead you to a straight. Like the total is very low for a reason. We have to look at the line. But I'll tell you this, a way, an angle I like to play it. So I backed the Raiders yesterday, and that was a dog that I also liked the over in that game. So I took the Raiders' money line. I also took the points. But I was, in in your strategy, I completely aligned with, and I agree with, something I did, though, instead of straight betting the total of the game, I took the Raiders over uh, 20 and a half points in a cash in the first half. So I would ask you if you – I like the Steelers' offense tonight. 
Um, and I'm not, I'm not dead set on the under. It, it, it wouldn't be a play for me. Um, so I would say, how do you feel about a Steelers team total? Uh, unless, unless you really are confident that the Colts are going to move the ball and score some points, um, then I would say play it, you know, but how, I don't know. It's not the Steelers defense that everybody knows. And the only other thing I would say with TJ Watt is with TJ Watt. And I do kind of feel like it is. That's That's my thing. But even with him back, the Bengals put up 37 points. Yeah, they did a lot. And the Colts defense, from what I understand, I'm not very good about tracking injury news, but someone did tag me in a tweet. I think they have like three starters that have uh, that have the flu and that might not be playing in this game. There's a couple of guys. DeForest Buckner, who I think is most important, I think mm-hmm. is going to play. But there have okay. been a couple of guys. I think there's a there's a linebacker. I forget his name. I was just looking at the injury report this morning. But I think there's a there's a Colts linebacker who was downgraded to questionable. Okay. Like the it, there is some sickness going on here. Oh yeah. Um. Hmm. I think like. Are you dead set on two and a half, or would you? Do you think the money line is the play here? if we're looking at plus 120, like how confident are you in the Steelers? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it well, two and a half and you wouldn't touch the money line? Because I'm looking to be convinced here. <laughs> so, like I said, the reason for this bet is strictly comes down to, like you said, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I don't see everything on Twitter and what I don't watch ESPN, but I don't see the talk being wow, Jeff Saturday beat Mike Tomlin. I just don't see it. I think it's Mike Tomlin prevails in this situation. I mean, I just think, look, I think it's a pride thing if you're a head coach. A lot of people are pissed off. Ex-NFL players, executives are pissed off. They think it's kind of a joke that this guy just got pulled out of nowhere and hired. And I really just think Mike Tomlin is too good of a coach yeah, he's going to get his guys to play for him and say, we're not leaving that field losing to Jeff Saturday. That's just how I see it. So, of course, I'm not going to talk you off the Steelers money line. But like I said, I would kick myself I would knowing kick myself. that I that I think it's a tight game. The total's trending down and I could very well see this game coming down to three points. If the yeah. Colts win it, I think they win it by three. That's why I'm, I have no problem just paying a little more juice to secure a push if need be on a key number. But I'm going to wait, just so you know. I'm going to wait because there is a chance. Like, I think the minus two and a half is minus 115. There's a chance it goes up. You know what? You convinced me because you know why? It is a a feeling here where you think to yourself, if I take the Colts and Mike Tomlin does his road dog thing again and they cover, (laughs) I will – hate myself if i take the steelers and i pay for a little bit of juice to get to three and the colts show up and they win by seven what do you say it feels to me like the saints like i would take the saints even though they put up zero points the first time they were shut out since 2001 that has to happen for the saints not to cover it has to be 20 years since something like that happened right that's why you were saying were you so disgusted with the saints like before we press the record button i was like yeah but it was so hilarious and stupid and horrible that i almost thought it was funny packers that one i was a little bit more upset with because there were specific coaching decisions that i didn't agree with and that the packers run defense was so awful yeah and that they lost on the hook and that was like 
that was more gut-wrenching than the Saints, where I was just watching the Saints fail to score the goal line. It felt like three different opportunities, and I thought to myself, well, I mean, if the Saints put up zero points, it's more embarrassing for them to put up zero than for me to lose my Saints spread pick. Right. That almost makes sense. So yeah. I can't in good conscience go with the Jeff Saturday team against a Mike Tomlin team when every single trend I read at the beginning of the episode says you take the Steelers, you take them on Monday Night Football, and if you lose, you lose because the trends are in your favor. The public is still on the Colts. That line isn't moving. The right side is the Steelers, and that's all we can do here. Exactly. Right, A part of why this podcast is called Not Gambling Advice is all we can do is do the research. We can give our best educated guess because at the end of the day, it's gambling. Like anything could happen. That's why yeah. sports is the best because it's unscripted. I hate to get corny, but that's why we love it so much. Right. All we can do is take what sits best with us, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm probably going to buy the three. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see what I can get. Um, is it worth buying the juice? We'll see. I think at worst, the Colts win this game and we come out with a push. Right. And you know right. what? We had fun watching it. So let's talk That's about how some- I feel too, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, let's just, let's, uh, unless you have any final points, let's talk about some props. Cause I do have two that I want to run by you. Nope. Nope. I got like three more minutes too. I think, uh, I think perfect. That's good, right. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about props. I like Kenny Pickett over 210 passing yards. Yep. Um, and I also like Steven Sims. Ever heard of him? I have heard of him. Yeah. I don't know enough about him, but I have heard of him. Steven Sims is a guy that the the Pittsburgh Steelers use out of the backfield a little bit. Um, they use in the passing game. I love these super, super low receiving yard total props. Been very, very good on them this year. Ben, Occasionally ben you look like a, yeah, occasionally you look like an idiot when they don't get a single target and you're just sure. like, Peter, why'd you give me this pick? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of liked him. And I kind of <laughs> like this guy at this spot. So Steven Sims, the last three games, he's gotten two, three, and two targets. One game he went 15 yards. One game he didn't catch a ball, but he had two targets. He's at a nine and a half receiving yards prop. Indoors, Kenny Pickett, I think he's going to be slinging it. And I think with how good the Colts rush defense is, I think it's going to be primarily through the air. And if you're telling me he's got nine and a half and he's hit it before, but in the last game he got zero and now they're hanging the nine and a half. I like Steven Sims, but I also like Kenny Pickett over 210 passing yards, but I'm looking for a prop on the Colts because mm-hmm. on prize picks, you can't pair those two together. And also uh... if you don't have prize picks in your state, Feel free to play these on books. Love them on books. But on prize picks, if you use code just gridiron or code just baseball, you get that full 100% deposit match. But as we tail off in this episode, are there any Colts props that you're looking at or possibly some Steelers props that our listeners would be into? Well, you know, I, I'm not a huge prop guy. I'll at least get that out there. But I like to pick my spots. I do. Um, and it's uh, what I see in this game is not, I don't see the Colts offense really having that good of a night. Okay. Um, so if I had to go, you know, typically you're like, am I going to go with somebody over? Or am I going to go with somebody under? I'd probably already focus on an under. Um, the problem is it's almost too obvious. Like you said, they've got a good run defense. It's almost too obvious to maybe take Jonathan Taylor under rushing yards. Um, and so I'd maybe consider focusing on Matt Ryan under in some sort of fashion, whether it's your, what, what are his odds? Do you have it up or yeah. So his at? passing yards is about two thirty four, two thirty two and a half. Um, My only thing is with taking his under passing yards is that the way to beat the Steelers is through the air, but yeah. maybe they know yeah. that. And maybe yeah. they, they'll focus in this, in this, um in this break. So at least my two favorite props, definitely thinking Kenny Pickett, 
over passing yards. Definitely thinking Steven Sims over passing yards. Yeah. Um, and I'll find a Colts prop, but that's at least where I'm at right now. Um, and I know you got to bounce to Jen. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers plus three when I find it. If for some reason it never moves, you can track our picks on the Picket Sports app. Also follow me at PeterApple23. You'll see my pick when it comes up. Like to Jen, I haven't placed anything yet. I really want to wait for the three. I want to see if more money comes on the Colts, and they just give it up for a second because as soon as they do, I'm jumping on it. But even if they don't, I will buy the three. I know that's where DeGen will be. DeGen, thank you for coming on. Any last thoughts course, before man. we say goodbye? Yes. Last thought, I'm looking at the box score of the Eagles game. Matt Ryan. Threw the ball 32 times, 23 completions, 213 yards. That's an average of 6.7 yards. Uh, that's not much. I don't think he's taken many chances. He's still a little scared and concerned. It wouldn't – I guess what you make a good point, if I like the Steelers to win, it means the Colts are trailing. It means the Steelers are stopping Jonathan Taylor. Maybe Matt Ryan does some, somehow get his props, so I'm going to stay off of that. But I do think this is still a timid Matt Ryan that's playing quarterback. So I agree. I think I think maybe I would target interception or something along the lines of, you know, the Steelers mm. defense creating a turnover some way, shape or form if that line is available. But, yep, that's all I got, man. It'll be Steelers for me. Awesome. And you can find all of our picks again on the Pickett Sports app. I synced my prize picks account with Pickett. So, again, haven't placed anything on prize picks yet, but you will get an alert when you follow us. You can find that link in our episode description. But we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice. 